Hello? Samuel, how's it going? Hi, hi. As they say in America. Yeah, uh, hi, yeah, this is Sam from KUCI. How are, how are things going for you? Things are going cool over here. Oh, you're a lady. You're a lady interviewer. I'm yeah. uh, someone named Sam. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, for Samantha. I just thought oh. Sam sounded cooler. You know. Right, wow. Oh, so it's not something crazy your parents did to you. You you did it to yourself, calling yourself Sam. Yeah, I mean, short, there's no... Boyish. You can either do Samantha or Sammy, and I don't know, Sammy just sounds weird to me, so... Plus, there's right. that, right. that old about Vlad? Why not Vladimir? Why not call yourself Vladimir? That's not might be fun. feminine. Well, neither is Sam. That's true. Why, why, why do you think I thought you were a bloke? Well, bewitched. They they called that Sam that Samantha Sam, in Bewitched. But she had witch-like powers. She could, she could you know twinkle her nose and remove her dick and make her vagina. I have purple hair. I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Sam, but uh, I'll go with it. You know. All right. Well, okay. well, this isn't about me. This is about you. This the is about the drapes. <laughs> would be my next question. Well, this, I'm interviewing you. I'm the one asking right, right. the questions. Okay. Uh, let's start off with, you were recently in the U.S., right? Performing. Yeah, I was, up, I was in uh, San Francisco. Yeah. How did you like that show? It was It was a lot of fun, you know. It's, uh, you know, people ask me, uh, you know, you, you, feel, you feel weird that, uh, you know, people have taken a liking to your music, but they think it's comedy, you know. You know what I'm saying? No one can really tell the difference anymore between legitimate music and comedy music. Because, you know, are you going to sit there and tell me Carrie Underwood isn't funny? <laughs> you know, that song about cheating, with the cheating, it's hilarious. Morrissey still always makes me laugh. <laughs> you know, you, you, hear, you go to a nightclub now, you hear Ray Stevens in the nightclub, so, you know, the line's been blurred, you know, and... Uh, I don't mind, I suppose, that people uh, have interpreted me tunes over the years as being funny. They've got a sense of humor to them, you know. When, of course, they're serious as cancer to me, which I, which I guess really isn't that serious to me because uh, my father had uh, prostate cancer and beat it, so. Mm. Maybe I should say they're serious as bowel cancer to me. <laughs> That's pretty serious. You, you don't recover from bowel cancer. You just die in a very painful and, as I hear, disgusting Way one of the more gross cancers. Yeah, yeah, it's probably it's pretty incurable, but uh, but uh, you know the kids of the com the comics kind of energize me. You know, I like some of the new comics that are out there. You know, your uh, Ronan Martin, your Bobcat Goldwaits. You know, I mean, it's exciting to see where it's all going to head. Who knows? Maybe maybe Joan Rivers will put out an album of eighties songs. <laughs> yeah, those bony old fingers would sound nice clacking against a synth. You know, that possibility tantalizes me. Well, definitely the comedy crowds are really dedicated in their following, so at least you've gotten an audience that's, like, going to follow you with your next... Are you? Do you think you're going to be coming out with any new albums soon? Oh, and they, they will fall for anything, that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless they're listening, they? they won't fall for so much. If you're asking if I come out with something new, well, uh, well that's the thing, you know. Um, I, don't, I don't think that... Uh, it's not the fault of the 80s artists that, uh, you know, you, you you go to a concert and you don't hear people yell out, play your new shit. You know, you don't hear that. So, yeah, you know, I'm not really dusting off that drum machine anytime just yet <laughs> when it's a lot easier to go in and remaster the oldies, give them a jigger for, you know, the 11th time. Yeah, so, 
I'm, sh- I'm sure that your audiences appreciate it not being, you know, waiting for the favorites when the favorites are what you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, I'm not going to rule it out. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've done some songs with Lily Allen, which, uh, don't, uh, don't confuse her with Lily Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, this girl, Lily Allen, she's a 400 pound cellist from Ull, which, uh, well, I should, Hull. It's Hull. I guess you people would call it Hull with an H, but, oh. uh, it's all around here. But we're doing this kind of, um, some kind of Philip Glassy type stuff, but without all the repetition. Um, subsequently, we haven't really done a lot of it stuff right now because uh, the repetition turns out to be a pretty big part of Philip Glassy type stuff. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, maybe uh, who knows? Who who knows who I'll be recording with soon? You know, I'm not going to rule anybody out. Chris Brown, Rihanna, who knows? Well, it definitely seems like the sky's the limit. Yeah, you re- It seems like you're revamping your whole your whole push to get new audiences. I saw um, on your MySpace page that you have a, a bunch of new photos up that looked like they went pro- they were professionally shot, and they're really yes. cool. Can you tell me about how that was, doing the photo shoot? Well, um, you know, re- those uh, photos, I had, I had some that were pretty good. There was some of the last ones done by Herb Ritz before he died. Uh, it was kind of an artistic leap because he mostly did black and whites, uh, and then he did some colors with me. Wait, black and white are colors, aren't they? They, they are colors, but the the broader range of colors. I, I can see what you mean because your photos go from from very kind of stark and suit and professional to very bright and very enveloping all the colors of the rainbow instead of just the two ends. <laughs> Don't know what you're implying there with the rainbow. <laughs> uh, you know, um, but anyway, Herb. Uh, you know, he died right before I could get my hands on the pictures, so, you know, and I felt sad. I didn't really know him that well, but anyway, but, uh, uh, long story short, too late, um, these photos were done by my friend Frankie, who's a squat little Frenchman, who, uh, he, he fancies rockabilly music, and, uh, you know, he turns up his cuffs on his, uh, knickers all the way up to his knees, pretty much. He stays, uh, with us in our mansion mm-hmm. in Bonkaya. It's crazy about Frankie, he has pizza for dinner every night and uh, delivered. He gets nothing else. He gets, he gets a magazine called Pizza Today, which is kind of a misnomer because it's a monthly. <laughs> so I, I don't know what that means. But he's interested in photography and he's got a lot of lenses. So uh, we flew to uh, Los Angeles and uh, did the shoot of those pictures at the Chrysalis Building in West Hollywood, there's an old record company called Chrysalis, mm. um, and uh, they've got kind of one of the last gasps of 80s architecture around there. Um, you know, Sam, I should tell you, it's kind of a laugh that when we travel, Frank and I get mistaken for a couple of queers, and because uh, really? I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm rather flamboyant, and he's rather greasy, so it's a common mistake, uh. um, but I have to tell you, I love my wife, Marjorie even though she's moved into the guest flat out back and Frankie's moved into Marjorie and I's old room in the manor. Well, I'm sure she appreciated the shout-out on the, the album. She seemed to be a very an inspiration for you. Oh, yes, yes. She's always inspirational. Um, you know, she doesn't mind that Frankie and I are uh, sleeping together in the bed now. It's a big bed, so there's no way we would ac- accidentally roll over them to one another. You're a busy man. You can't... Is it coming out okay? Oh, yeah, it's definitely coming out okay. I mean, it's it's like 7 o'clock right now. It's it's all, it's a busy time. Like, I'm just appreciative you took time out of your schedule just to do right, this right. in any case. Well, it's 3 a.m. my time, so, uh, you know. Uh, oh, hold on. It's uh, 3 a.m. 3 Sorry, oh, 3 no. in the morning, so oh. I'm off to 
close I, to him. I totally forgot about that. I I thought maybe you were still in in the U.S. like finishing up, you know, your recent shows, but no, no, I'm back in Bonkashai. When did you get back? But, uh, ooh, two days ago. I don't oh. remember. Are you still? You know, the thing about time is it's all this moment, and it's forever. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate it. Really jet, nice. jet lag and everything. But, uh, but back to the music videos. So. Hey, Sam, you know, I usually wake up at four to bathe my miniature ponies. Uh-huh. So, it's, you know, I'm not really up much earlier than I would be. Oh, yeah, what was I talking about? Rio. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Mulcahy, uh, you know, was busy doing Rio. So we got this guy named Jeremy or something who... Uh, directed uh, Going Ape, but it's crazy. He also wrote Every Which Way But Loose and the Monkey sequel Any Which Way You Can, so it's a bit of a monkey fetish. Um, he treated me like an ape, <laughs> which is crazy. He locked me in a cage between takes. And this is uh, in Morocco uh, for 17 days. The uh, shoot was arduous. Arduous? It was hard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he rewarded me with bananas, yeah, we got the shots we needed, though. It's a beautiful video. Character, kind of character acting? Character directing? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, basically. Basically, he just wanted me to uh, get into, I guess, what they call the method. Well, it definitely, um, it definitely showed. It wasn't just, you know, your flash-in-the-pan bands playing music video. There seemed to be some real artistic drive behind it. Yeah, yeah. It's totally about apartheid, that video, mm. when you when you break it down. About the plight of Nelly Mandela. Mm. Uh, I can call him that. I just don't remember. Mm. And uh, Reaganomics, you know. Um, but you can kind of get whatever you want to get out of it, you know. Think about that. It's kind of open to interpretation. I mean, you know, what does water being thrown in slow motion on a computer keyboard mean to you? you know, think about it. You know, it means whatever you want it to, right, Sam? I mean... It's you know, I, one, one guy said, hey, uh, you know, interpreted the video as an idiot dancing around in the desert. And, uh, you know, you've got to look beyond the obvious, man. That's what I said to him. I think people today are just, you know, kind of coddled by the media. They're told what to think when they have something that's really artistic and wanting to bring thought out of people. You know, sometimes it's over their head. Exactly. They're mollycoddled. You know, people should just let you know, singers, if they're popular, beat their girlfriends. I mean, I come from, like, a different place. I come from an old-school kind of place. But if a bloke named Chris wants to beat a girl named Rihanna, maybe she had it coming. I don't know. I don't know. Well, do you ever that sounds feel, like a whole can of worms. Whoops. But do you ever feel that, like, maybe that's one of the, the cultural differences from the the U.S. audiences and the U.K. audiences? I mean, um, you know, here, here you're... You've been playing lately, you know, alongside some other, some comedy shows, some comedians, but I'm sure in the UK you're finding a different crowd. Like, do you think that's just a cultural difference? Maybe we, we yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to do with it, I think, you know. For one thing, everyone in the UK has these silly accents, you know. They're all yelling, lady bully, you know. It's difficult to understand, but I think I know what they're talking about. But the thing is, they really get into it. You know, they throw biscuits at you. They throw packets of crisps. You know, you have snackies for the whole year after just a three-week tour. But uh, over here in America, you know, they're a bit more subdued, isn't it? I mean, you find yourself staring at a sea of people in pink shirts from American apparel, you know, and their tracky bottoms. 
texting each other about the show that they're watching. I mean, I, I, I was in America one time doing a show in Kansas City, and there's, you know, two people were standing there side by side texting each other about the show that they're currently watching. It's frustrating. What else is different in the U.S.? Um, <laughs> oh, I always have to remember to bring my power adapter, you know, my uh, adapter for the... Uh, for the uh, plug-in. Have you ever considered getting Cause, a... Because I can't plug in my keytar. Well, a, vac a vacation got... house, maybe a vacation house in L.A. with all your equipment, maybe? Uh, I don't know, you know. Los Angeles, it's always just kind of sunny and happy, and, you know, people just seem... You, you get paralyzed. You don't want to do anything there because it's just so easy to go laze about and get, you know, one of the hoty dogs, whatever they eat over there. Yeah, you, know. you don't want to become one of the lazy Americans. I mean, not all artists, but a good amount of artists that have, like, situated themselves in L.A. eventually succumb to the temptation and, and eventually just can't even get out of bed. They just sit at home, get exactly. delivered. Yeah, the music becomes shite, you know. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but the Eagles started in the United Kingdom and once, you know, the, the first couple things were really good, really smashing. And then once they moved out to uh, Los Angeles, just crap, went right down the toilet. Peaceful, easy feeling, you know, that kind of thing. It just mm -hmm. kind of paralyzes you. Same thing with Fleetwood Mac, you know. I think they did 47 albums or something in England before they moved to California. And then they met that witch woman, started spinning around, thinking about gypsies and shawls and everything. And, you know, they went right down the uh, crapper, too. Well, have any of your other so, um, 80s counterparts, have they been able to continue their career this long? Or is this... this? It seems like it's, it's a tribute to you. At, like, some of the artists that were on your, your CD, I haven't been seeing at all for decades. And here you are coming out. Like, that's kind of a triumph, right? Well, sure, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, um, this is my uh, seventh uh, Gracious Hits collection, mm. which is crazy since, you know, I only had one proper album to speak of and one proper hit, you know. So, you know, if you can ride that compilation train right to the retirement manor, I think you're doing good. I mean, uh, definitely. And if Wang, you... Wang Chung, Wang Chung has about 47 bests of, I think. Mm. And, uh,. Yeah, they all some of those tracks are going to be rubbish. I mean, everybody Wang Chung tonight, sure, that's a classic. That has a message. But, you know, by the time they got to Let's Go, Baby, Let's Go, Baby, Come On, what were they saying, you know? Plus, with all the bands that are doing covers now, I mean, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of I Have a Synthesizer covers coming out soon, and then, then what's going to God, I happen? hope so. You know what, Sam, Sam? I hope they buy the rights, because, you know, I never bought the rights to any of my covers. But I hope the opposite. The reverse would be true for these other groups. I mean, I could see... Who could you see covering I Synthesizer? I could see maybe uh, The Killers doing it, or maybe um, Chris Brown, or maybe Rihanna. I'm not sure. Maybe like a duet kind of thing. Have you ever yep. thought about getting into the award show kind of category? Maybe doing a, a show for, like, this? it's award season right now. Did you try... Yep. You Thanks for reminding me that I'm not up for anything. That's nice. If it makes you feel better, the Grammys totally overshadowed by that, that beating. 
What was well, some sort of beating? Chris Brown. I think he got arrested for beating some girl that wasn't Rihanna. What? Like that. It was it was big news. It was before the Grammys even began. He didn't even make it. I feel like a total heel. I've I've been mentioning them so much. Oh. I didn't even. Whoa! I didn't even know. Well, they're okay as far as going on, boy. They're still okay. He's I'm just such in a trouble. First class arse. Oh. Sorry. It's not your fault. I'm go sure. and take all those comments out of it. <laughs> I'm sure he'll understand. But best wishes to Chris. He was the host of Wild on Out or something, wasn't he? I think that was Nick Cannon. I, I can't, you know, keep them, those, uh, the moors. I can't keep them all straight, if you know what I'm saying. Not everyone is racist in England. Usually just against the black. But, uh, and the packies. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but don't tell anyone that. That's, uh, um. Yes, what were we talking about before I... How's your touring in the UK going? How are your fans taking your, your new album? Right now it's amazing. I apparently uh, have enough snack food to retire on. Quite frankly, if I never went on another tour, people keep on throwing those biscuits on stage. I don't know how it started. You know, Morrissey takes off his shirt or something, people bring him flowers. But what can you really do with flowers? If someone brings you a flower... Where you're going to put it in a vase for the rest of your life? You can't really do it. But if someone brings you a package of hobnobs, you're going to be able to have those the rest of your, you know, at least for at least through the by the selfie date. You know what I'm saying, Samantha? I don't yeah. know. It might sound like the ravings of an idiot. It is. 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> Definitely. People bring crackers to comedian Patton Oswald, and I've seen people why, bring... Why they bring crackers? One of his comedy bits was about a, a certain brand of cracker. I when I used to work at a comedy club, they would bring him boxes of these, just as gifts. See, that's great. That's great. <laughs> so, you know, maybe I'll men- stop mentioning... Maybe I'll have a song about a million dollars. People will bring that to the show. Who knows? Or maybe a show about... Uh, riding crops. You know, I could always use some of those. Maybe people will bring... Yeah, if I have a song about riding crops, imagine, imagine the potential, Samantha. <laughs> I'm just imagining... We'd be up to our necks in riding crops. I'm imagining the music video. I think you could take that Well, don't get saucy. I, I think I know what you're thinking. Don't get too saucy. I was thinking... I am a married man. I am <laughs> a married man and with a married with another married man named Frankie. But I am a married man, so I live with him. With a miniature pony. And then Frankie and the miniature pony. But I am married. So don't get that. How did the wrong you, idea. How did your wife take um, all these cookies and stuff that you got? Was she happy? Oh, she devours them. Mm-hmm. She loves them. She, you, you wouldn't recognize her, even though you've probably never seen her. You would not recognize her lately. She's just, she's packed on the... Oh... She looks like, you know, Margaret Thatcher in the late days. You know, just big, big woman. Big as Granada, that woman. She's huge. You know what they say when uh, she sits around the flat. She really sits around the flat. I can tell that your feelings for her are very deep, and I appreciate and love that. It makes you a well-rounded oh. person. Well-rounded I wish they, I, I wish they were deeper, quite frankly. She's one of those ladies whose canal happens to only be Still, though, I wish, that, I wish that there were more, more singers with integrity. I mean, you've been married now how many years? It's been at least... Oh, like 37? Yeah. 
it's been a long time. Like so many people flash in the pan weddings, but this this wedding's like held strong. I respect that. I know, I know. Yet somehow not as revered as much as Paul McCartney. You just kind of will go along with any tart mm. with a wooden leg or a yeah, some sort of birth defect or can't I mean, sing, you some, know, a lady who can't sing, he was with her for a while. Some you know, people I mean, are impressed with sexual exploits of musicians, some people are impressed by the family man. And some people Right, you're impressed by you're impressed by fidelity exploits. Ex- in, exactly. Like, it My, gets you all hot and bothered if I say, you know, we're gonna poop in a Blu ray disc of Confessions of a Shopaholic. How about we move on? I, yeah. I want to ask you how you finally came to releasing this recent Best of album with um, the kind of underground label of um, a special thing records. Oh, well, <laughs> they asked and nobody else did, quite frankly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm actually not kidding. They, uh, you know, I was, they asked and no one else did. And it felt good, though, when they asked, because, uh, listen, I was a pretty pretty hot jacket potato for a while there, until the early 90s, you know. By the early 90s, I may have well been, I may have, I may have well been marsupial puke by the early 90s, you know, no one wants to touch me by then, so. You kind of disappeared for a while, like, this most recent yeah. album brought you back but, out. You know how people say, uh, I'm taking a break from show business? Mm-hmm. Well, I think in my case, show business took a break from me. They didn't seem very interested. And, um, so I came out here to do uh, a uh, show, uh, some kind of um, K-Rock jingle ball or something like that, and uh, you know, did some acoustic versions of my songs. And um, the guys from the special things, uh, I think they're guys, they sound managed, approached me about... Uh, you know, a re-release of my uh, most recent greatest hit CD, which is, you know, on their label. It's available at their website. It's on iTunes. You know, it's kind of trying to learn how to do all these computer things, you know, with the kids, stay current, stay relevant. Uh, You know, my uh, records, uh, it's available on Ask Jeeves as well. So, you know, I think I'm doing a good job of staying current. I personally have the new acoustic. I have a synthesizer on my iPod and on my computer and on CD. Well, that is very flattering to hear. (laughs) You've probably listened to it at least once, almost halfway through. That's great. Well, it's been on the show a few times now. Oh, really? Does Mm -hmm. does it burn up the charts? People call in? They did. Especially one of the favorites over here is the um, Santa's Packin'. With, um, How do you play that on a, on the radio? It's, it's quite dirty. Oh, um, our my sh- the show is on at midnight, 2 a.m., so it's pretty safe to play <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, that's great. But, and even if it's not, we're, we're going to challenge it here. We're going to bring people that's to smashing. music. But um, well, tell me about that, because that one is really cool. It's a, it's a duet, right? Yes, yes, it's a duet uh, with old Dookie from the Dookie crew. Um, currently, I'm not quite sure what he's up to. I know that he just produced uh, some sort of record for Lil B. Shaw. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the singer Al B. Shaw at mm-hmm. all from the from the 80s? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's got a son, Lil B. Shaw, and uh, I think Dookie has been involved with him somehow. Dookie is a very temperamental character mm-hmm. to get along with. Um, it's a crazy thing. Um, 
he does this thing where he likes to uh, put a handful of coinage, but uh, what you call them here, you know, we've we've got little, uh, I don't know, you know, pounds and things like that, but mm. he's got, uh, what was it? Quarters? Pennies? Quarters? Pennies? Are but they brown or silver? They're brown and silver, and they smell like buttholes, but he'll put a bunch of coins in his hands, and he'll yell out, make it rain, and then he'll just, he throws it at you. <laughs> it's not great. Well, I did see you guys, um, you did have a special performance a few months ago, I think, at the the UCB Theater in L.A. They they brought right, you out yeah. to host he, a show. He was drunk. <laughs> I was horrible say- drunk. Messed <laughs> up. You know, he, he uh, dropped a lot of cues. You know, I have really had it out with him after the show. I said, look, that thing kind of thing isn't kosher. Mm. You know, didn't understand what I was talking about because it's, it's not a, of the Jewish mm. persuasion. Well, some people more professional than others, but, but that's the beauty of entertainment. There's everybody. Volatile. Volatile. Now, I would say he would be probably the one to uh, beat Rihanna. But uh, uh, why do we keep talking about that? <laughs> tasteless. Tasteless, Samantha. I know. I'm sorry. You for bringing that up. It's 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 what's in the news right now. I mean, entertainment news. You know, news is an anagram, you know, that's uh, taken from north, east, west, and south. Um, and so that would say that, you know, if it's news, it's happening everywhere. But really, it was just happening, I think, in a really specific part of the world. So I don't know. I don't really know what that anagram means, because it seems like, yes, this is news from all over the globe, but the actual news is usually from a very specific, tiny place. Our show's a comedy show. We really don't branch out beyond the entertainment world. Oh, oh I thought it was I thought it was just a music show. It's not, it's, oh. Okay, well, all right. It's another... Well, I guess if people want to resurrect my career as some sort of comedy person, it's okay, I guess. Well, is there anything you want to say? I would say buy, buy a CD or buy some songs on iTunes. You know, because uh, that sound, sounds a little crass. But uh, people, you know, you know how people always talk about, you know, in your your career, they ask you, you know, would you change things? What would you have changed? And, you know, would you change things? And I would say yes. I would have changed everything I've done, absolutely everything. And I know it's, you know, popular to say you do it exactly the same, but if I had my brothers, you know, if I could change two things, one, I would have been more successful, and two, I would have made more money. And uh, I probably, if, and if three, I would have made more money with less songs, which is key, because if I could have made the same amount of money on one song as I did on 32 songs, that would have been a nifty time save, don't you think? Maybe, but... but- it would be, I can't even say, because it would be a whole different thing. I mean, I i am a fan of R.O. Man's Way His Now. And it's mm-hmm. like it's like saying, would you be a fan of the Beatles if they weren't the Beatles? You don't know. Right. Wow, know. it's very deep, very deep and heavy. You're saying, like, would you be a fan of the Beatles if they were Herman's Hermits? Or if, would you be a fan of Herman's Hermits if they were the Doors? Oh. If they were the Doors. Probably not, actually. I'm not a big fan of the Doors. I'm not mm-hmm. really into, you know, gobbledygook poetry and lizards and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
But, uh, but I probably would have been a fan of the Beatles if they actually were indeed Paul Revere and the Raiders. Oh, well, that's, that's different. That, yeah, I can say yes to that. But that's, that's very but specific. I wouldn't have been a fan of the Beatles if they were Hoobastank. Well, it was great having you on the show today, Aro. I hope that you can continue Thank you, today. Samantha. I hope we didn't wake you, you too early. I hope that the horses won't be no. mad. Yeah, see, you know, I've got to go out and, uh, you know... Uh, are you uh, going to be performing the miniature ponies anytime soon? Anywhere we can we can find you? Uh, I, I may be in uh, Los Angeles again uh, at the end of the month at a show called Comedy Meltdown. I guess mm-hmm. it's another comedy show. It's uh, over here on the uh, Sunset Strip. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to be doing that at the end of the month. Well, we'll definitely... Uh, you know, if I can get out there... Uh, you know, the pound is still stronger than the dollar, not by mm. much. Not by much. Give it a few so, months. Give it a few months. Uh, It'll it's still a super bargain. Definitely overpower us. Well, thank you again so much. And thank you, Samantha. Hope to see you in L.A. when you come back. Maybe I'll bring hey, you some biscuits. Hey, uh, it will be great to see you. And uh, don't get offended, but uh, I'm going to do something that's probably a little camp here. And allow me to say... You are the weakest link. Goodbye.